0: At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order.
1: We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions.
2: Podcast. I'm Kyle Matrician. We've got a quick, fun introduction for you this week. I don't know. I'm just gonna s- preface it as fun. I don't know yet because we is haven't quick had with you, Kyle. <laughs> oh, see, it's already fun. We're just the banter. The banter. I'm Kyle Matrician, and in case you didn't hear him just now, that's Mike Kowalski. <laughs> And uh, we're also joined by Leah Funchell and Matt Sugam, so uh, welcome in, everybody. How's everybody doing today? I, we're all in a good mood, I can see that.
3: Yeah, I don't oh, know, I feel like a divorce is happening right now, and <laughs> <laughs> me and Ali are the know. children, like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's. Sh- I mean, it kind of is
2: happening, because I guess we can just talk about it now. Mike, you will be leaving us at the end of this season. Yeah, this
1: is my last season with Columbia, uh, Columbia basketball, I'm Leaving, taking another job at the end of the month, so... That's right. uh, I don't know, maybe I'll start my own podcast with Gotham FC where you I'm should. going. Maybe, you should, maybe you maybe should, maybe you I definitely know. got you on your resume. There's definitely
2: listening. not enough podcasts out there. No, no. Not. <laughs> not. But you could like I mean you're going to Gotham FC and as we talked about off air they have women US women's national team players on the team. Yeah. So your podcast would probably do pretty
4: well. It
1: would well. do some numbers. They're <laughs> some. Do, sh- probably do pretty well. Yeah. I could plug this podcast on my Please. new podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was going to say I think Please I know what you're alluding it. to right there about how it, how it would do very well comparatively. It would I'm do. It, is, it
1: would do. Are, well. This podcast is doing fine guys.
2: No, it is. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's good. We're good. Fine. We're
3: good here. We're good stellar we're good
2: solid
1: we're good. numbers we're on
2: season wait four. wait till we got the N- ivy league tournament and potentially ncaa's i mean then people are going to be you know the ad all prices sudden, are going to be oh yeah we're going to have oh, fans
4: yeah. we're going to be signing autographs you like might be Aaliyah. After you might game, be honestly. i mean alia
2: got your own brand out there i'll plug it sports <laughs> with alia so you might be alia i've gone places alia and people have said hey do you work with alia fun show i was like well she works for me, but yeah. <laughs> Wait, people have said that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Well, she'll be all of our bosses in a couple yeah, of years. <laughs> oh, yeah, she no. will be. She will be. She'll have a Columbia degree. We'll be like, huh? hi, Leah, reporting for work.
4: I'll be like, who are who are you guys? <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, it yeah.
4: rings a bell. Oh yeah, a bell. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would never. Um, also, because I try to come up with a new nickname for Kyle every time I've seen him, and she I've been does. slacking. So, if anyone has any nick- good nickname ideas, message me. I Don't feel like Mike, Mike probably doesn't. Mike's face is like thinking of things in uh, his head. Oh, the mind's like, working. <laughs> it's not quite there yet. <laughs>
2: Things he can't say on this podcast. Yeah. Oh Well,
4: send me a list
1: so yeah. I can keep things fresh. We're going to change the t- subject. <laughs> We've got a great show for We've you We've got a great <laughs> show, everybody.
2: We've got, in part one, we're going to talk to one of the women's basketball captains, Lillian Kennedy, a junior from Beaufort, Georgia. A little, obviously, uh, for anybody that's following women's basketball program. Haven't seen her too much on the court this season. She's been dealing uh, with an injury on and off, but nonetheless she plays a very important role on this team as uh the vocal leader yes. of the women's basketball team uh you definitely always see her uh with her teammates pumping them up helping them out you know and there's a lot of moments where lil does that when you don't see her during practice you know in the locker room things like that so mm-hmm. every team needs a good vocal leader and lillian kennedy is definitely that person yes and then in part two mike you're going to be joined by matt and aliyah and you're going to speak to Cam Shockley, OKK, and Patrick Harding.
1: Yeah, a couple of guys that have you know, stepped up the season pad transfer from Bryant. We've talked to him earlier in the season. And Cam, you know, with some injuries, has gotten some opportunities and t- kind of taken advantage of those and cemented himself in the starting five and probably going to be a key piece uh, moving forward for the program for the next year.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those should be some good conversations. I'm and uh, we're just going to get right to it. So let's head to break. When we come back, I'll be joined by Matt and Leah to speak to Big Lil. Stick around. Yep.
1: New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by US News and World Report, and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today.
2: JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Alliance. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jagonept.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. All right, welcome in. It's part one of this week's episode of the Morningside Hoops Podcast. I'm Kyle Matrician, joined in this interview segment by Thing One and Thing Two, as we called them last week, that they loved on air, Aaliyah Funshell and Matt Sugam. Good to see you guys. I know we just talked in the intro, but good to see you. Thank you, everybody. You know. Uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) And I think our guest is going to be pretty good, too. Uh, We've got Lillian Kennedy, a junior from Buford, Georgia, with us this week. One of the tri-captains of the women's basketball team. Uh, How are you, Lil?
5: I'm good. you know, just got out of practice, feeling good, happy to be here.
2: Nice. Nice. How did practice go today?
5: Practice was good. You know, we're prepared for a big back-to-back weekend for us. But, you know, a lot of focus on us, trying to get ourselves ready and prepared.
3: Home yep. game weekend. Home
6: weekend home game.
5: with fans. Yeah, yeah. let's yeah, just get right yeah, to it. Yeah. Honestly,
2: I like it. Go for it. H-
3: how excited are you for that whole atmosphere and what that's going to be like?
5: Super excited. I mean, what first comes to mind when it comes to home games? I'm thinking of our one of our last home games. I feel like what it feels like was one of our last like huge home games where we had fans against Delaware. Like it was right. a close game, and it really felt like the fans are what pulled us through. Like that atmosphere, the energy. And it's like super exciting to see the presence that we have when it comes to students coming to the game. So it's super exciting and really happy to have them back this weekend.
3: You kind of talked about it. Are you feeling like uh, an energy around campus that now that you guys are what? What are we eight and one at this point? Right, nine and right. 17 one, seven. and four, eight and one in the Ivy League. So obviously, you know, and we're getting closer to March. Or as you're walking around with your Columbia women's <laughs> basketball stuff on, <laughs> our teachers, classmates, well, what's it? What's it been yeah. like around campus? And I hope you're telling them to come Friday night. Oh yeah, hundred
5: percent. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I feel like people that I don't even know. It's like constantly like. Oh my gosh, you guys, it's so good last week. And so people are checking in, people are tuned in, people are paying attention and it's like really super cool to see, like people have been waiting for our next home game Mm -hmm. and it's like, when's your next home game? Oh, I'll definitely be there. So it's really cool to see. It's not even just people that I know that I'm spreading the word of mouth, obviously that we have two games this weekend, but people already know, people are checked in. So that's like, it's been pretty awesome to see.
2: And uh, Sienna said last week when we talked to her, um, going back to the Princeton game, when you guys got off the bus and walked through the gym, she said, she said, you know, one of the coolest things was when we walked through the gym after the Princeton game, even though obviously it didn't go how we wanted, the men's game was just, like, ending. And she said the amount of people that, like, you know, said don't worry about it, you guys will get them next time, like, people, like, administrators, like, some people she didn't even know because they just knew who you guys were. Mm -hmm. She's like, so she's like, you don't even, you don't uh only feel the support when you win but you also feel the support like in those hard moments which i feel Mm -hmm. like that's difficult because a lot of people will reach out when you win right right but the people who like reach out to you and support you when you know when you don't win or when something like that happens like i feel like that really tells you a lot
5: no 100 percent. i feel like we've definitely made a name for ourselves this season and it's been like sienna was saying we've i feel like we've been Able to feel that support from a lot of people. Win lose, haven't had many losses. No, but, haven't, you had know, many. <laughs> haven't had many. Haven't had many. Knock on everything. You know, knock on wood. But <laughs> definitely have felt the support from everybody and everybody. I feel like everybody wants the best for us. They're rooting for us, and I think that's just been pretty special to see here, especially coming from how it was for me freshman year to right. now. Like yep. obviously we we didn't have our best season my freshman year, and just seeing how it's transformed to now. Me being a junior and seeing how bought in the community is and how everybody's feeling about. Or the energy that we're receiving is just awesome.
3: I was actually going to ask. Sorry, Sorry, I didn't want to jump in. But I wanted to ask you about that specifically. Like when you're being recruited on like the idea of building what it is to to going through your freshman year to then COVID. And now what's it like to kind of be in the moment and have the experience and looking forward to the weekend and everything?
5: It's super cool. Just like being recruited, Coach G has always said what the plan was for her and what her vision was for this program and to kind of she inherited a program from almost the bottom pretty much and like she's let us know it's been very clear what her goal was what she wanted for us in our program so just kind of like seeing that come to life has just been like so cool and we always say to um our underclassmen like we walked so you guys could run because (laughs) we went through it we went through the struggle freshman year yeah and like seeing the fruits of our labor like seeing that all pay off is just awesome like it feels good like it it really feels good to have some respect towards us and just being able to perform really well in the Ivy League and overall well
2: you were the first big recruiting class that Mm -hmm. came in the supreme six at the time supreme six (laughs) baby (laughs) um so but I know to you you didn't win a lot of games that freshman year 2018-19 but to me that was still the turning point year Mm -hmm. uh because you, the team you guys were competitive in almost every game. Exactly. It wasn't. Yeah, we went eight and 19 four and 10 and we lost a lot of games by mm-hmm. like 20, 30 points. whatever. Right. No, like you like the games you lost. Every game was competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I asked the end of this last week, but like, how does it feel for you now yeah. to have gone through that and to be where you are
5: now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, def- freshman year, I think our youth just showed a lot. Like you said, there were six freshmen. I think like four of us were starters. Yeah. So yeah. like like you said, we it's not like we were getting blown out. But obviously, when you play against a more experienced team, they're the ones that are used to finishing out a game strong. Whereas we could start, we could hang on fourth quarter, and then we would fall apart, you know? Mm-hmm. So obviously now being a junior and having at least half of our team being upperclassmen, we have that experience. We know what it takes to finish the out games. Opposite, yeah, you guys opposite this. Yeah, exactly. Like we know, <laughs> we know what we have to do to grind it out and finish out games, which is what we were lacking when we were younger. But just seeing how we are now, it's like, like you said, complete one hundred and eighty. The team that we are now and it's really paid off the work that we've put in and we stayed the course. I mean, obviously everything's not going to be perfect, especially when you're coming in with such a young team, but we've really worked hard and like, it's it's so awesome to see where we are now and like what what's still yet to come in the future.
2: Talk about what it's like for you to be a captain on this team. Uh, and I, you know, your role, honestly, you, you've been dealing with, you know, we won't go into detail, but dealing with injuries mm-hmm. on and off, I know. Um, but your role on this team To me, and to everybody that I talk to, is so huge. Like, if you talk to people about who's like the vocal leader, who's always, you know, pumping us up from a player led standpoint, like, I feel like everybody would say you, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, talk to me about how you've developed into that player led leader on this team
5: yeah so i would say like even from a freshman i knew i wanted to be a leader in some capacity obviously as a freshman you i don't i didn't really know what that looked like but i definitely have always like my voice has always been one of my strong points when it comes to leadership so as a freshman like that was me taking on that role especially defensively like being the defensive backbone communicating and making sure that i was heard and i just like i said i knew early on i wanted to take on a leadership role within the team i wanted my teammates to feel like they could rely on me um be ready to constantly hear my voice and I just feel like I owe it all to my teammates you know giving me that respect and feeling and you know like lifting me up it's just been really awesome to see that they they believe in me and I felt that throughout the year and like you said even though this year hasn't necessarily gone how I wanted to injury-wise or um from that aspect I feel like I have been able to you know put myself out there and be a strong um hold a strong role within the team and just be that leader that they can count on regardless of, um, the hard times or the easy times, you yeah. know?
2: Well, and my last question on that topic is talk about what it's like, uh, when you're kind of like the vocal leader on the team and somebody on the team is kind of struggling, whether it be with their playing on the court and they can't figure something out or whether it's off the court and it's just kind of in their personal life. <laughs> like So as a captain and as the vocal leader of the team, how do you like navigate that conversation? You know, is it like more person to person or?
5: Yeah, I would say it's definitely a lot of person to person. And I feel like I've especially going through it, being a freshman and going through, I obviously know what it feels like to not know everything. So, you know, just being able to communicate with them and let them know that I hear them, give them the best advice that I can give. And obviously, like you said, just having that that one-on-one relationship, we talk about how close our team is. And I feel like everybody on the team has an individual relationship with everybody. And that has definitely shown, especially within my leadership style, I feel as though that I'm able to connect with everybody on the team. So it's just been really awesome to just be able to um, be that person for them, be that person for each individual and just Utilize the leadership position that I do have to kind of help make a change or make a difference on the team.
4: Well, what I think is impressive is you go through the pandemic and then basically the start of the season, <laughs> you're a captain and you have that respect. So, what are some things that you did during the, the break, I guess, that made you not really skip a beat with that role or like kind of getting into that role?
5: Yeah. So, I took a gap year. So, it was obviously in a different way that I had to remain present on the team. But, um, We just wanted to make sure that when we did come back, it wasn't just a complete, okay. we went from not speaking to each other to now having to speak to each other. Because when you come back like that, it makes it really hard to catch up to the other teams who didn't miss a season, who Mm -hmm. were able to practice. So even though I wasn't in school, we still had our group chat popping Like we were still (laughs) talking to each other. We were making sure we were still building that connection and foundation. Even with the babies, we call them the babies. It's like (laughs) half of our team our underclassmen but making mm-hmm. sure we're still forming those relationships so that when we did come back on campus it it wasn't necessarily too much of a, a bridge that a gap that we had to bridge together but it was something that had been forming over the year and just being able to come back to campus it, it was it was clear that we had had that relationship already. Mm-hmm. You,
3: we've talked about that team chemistry here before and I guess as a leader where does that come from and how do you see it kind of translate onto the core? and as a leader how do you kind of help foster it and facilitate it. Cause I think, you know, we, we've talked about seeing whether it be on like the TikTok videos or right? how <laughs> you guys like hang out, you know, off the court and yeah. stuff. Like you guys are clearly, you know, really close. Yeah. And I think that that goes into being a good basketball team. Mm-hmm. So what what is your role in that as the, the leader?
5: Yeah. So I think off court chemistry is huge. And then especially with my class, a lot of us, we live in the same dorm. So there's, I think there's six of us in one space. So anytime we really have a, a team gathering, our spot is like the spot where everybody <laughs> comes together.
2: And that's like. Very true. And that's what they said for the Super Bowl. Oh, I talked yeah. to somebody. I said, what are you going to do for the Super Bowl? And they were like, we're going to the junior's dorm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our spot is the spot. So. Like I said, team chemistry off the court has really been the foundation to why our, temi- our chemistry is so good on the court. So literally making sure that we're hanging out all the time, even though we see, I swear, we see each other all the time. A lot of us are in the same classes. I think we have like half of the team are psych majors. So we're all taking the same classes. We all live together. So it's like we have a lot of face time. So I think obviously with that comes with that um, chemistry. So we've definitely been able to see that. And I think it's clear on the court, too.
2: All right, let's get down to it.
5: Oh no, let's oh, God. talk. What's this gonna be about?
2: Let's get down to it. No, All right, no. so Lil, we got five games left <laughs> <laughs> for the regular season. Uh-huh. We talked. Everybody knows seventeen and four, eight and one in the league. Yeah, uh, you got you got the chance to uh, clinch the tournament. We do clinch the tournament spot this week. Are you aware of the sit of the situation? Is Coach going over that of with course. you? Okay, okay. I don't want to be breaking news. She
5: hasn't. Obviously, gone over the specifics, but I think we're we're definitely very aware of what's at stake here. We and. just gotta win, exactly.
2: We just gotta win, exactly. Uh, so two years ago, uh, the the you clinched the tournament. It, it, I almost wish you would have clinched the tournament. At Harvard with the win at Harvard but mm-hmm. we just didn't officially clinch that it felt like we did, it did, it did. <laughs> but we didn't did. that was <laughs> on that road trip but then we clinched at Dartmouth and you did it on the road and uh you know, it was it was kind of a weird game what? because Sienna and Michaela both got hurt the game before exactly. and uh it ended in a weird way yeah. uh and you guys celebrated in the locker room after a talk but I feel like it'll be you know <laughs> this year I, I feel like the goal it was like kind of big for y- your team that year to make the tournament exactly. now this year You expect to be in the tournament at this point but so from your standpoint what can we expect is there gonna be like a big celebration like the the day we clinch or is it gonna be like what's what's the what do you think the mindset's gonna be it's gonna be depend on the game result
5: yeah it's interesting that you say that and it's interesting that you bring up two years ago because like you said the Harvard win if we would have clinched it after after the Harvard win I think the energy would have been a lot different yeah but like you said post Dartmouth game we lost two of our starters or two of our huge important pieces, and it yeah. was like a weird result. So yeah. And then with this year, like you said, it's kind of like an expectation for us to make the tournament. I think it's a matter of like now our seeding or like how well we perform leading up to the tournament. So I don't know. I think of 100% there's going to be excitement towards us clinching that berth, you know, like that's huge for us. And as it looks right now, knock on wood, like it's going to happen this time. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's 100% going to be a level of excitement. We're still taking this program places we've never gone before. Yeah. So it's going to be huge regardless. I think you can expect to see some cheers, some celebrations. I, I'm sure you'll see some. You'll be the one taking the videos, I'm sure. So you'll
2: see. <laughs> uh, it. On the phone, maybe. Not, <laughs> not, the, not the
3: professional videos. Maybe, I don't know, Ali is probably going to I assume you're going to be at
2: the. Oh, end
5: of this week. Heck yeah.
3: yeah. I cleared my <laughs> schedule for these games. <laughs> yes. Here's what I think the mentality is going to be. Let's knock on wood bar and take care of business uh this weekend it's going to be right looking at Princeton Tigers on Wednesday night and, and Matt's trying to make it look uh, two games ahead well not, <laughs> uh, no no but, but but not not to look too far but but like I think it's going to be like okay let's enjoy this moment we're in the Ivy League tournament but hey we can go still win this league exactly. if we beat Princeton on Wednesday uh-huh, 100%. night
5: I think like you said that's huge we still are going to have that there's still business to take care of mentality mm-hmm. like just because we clinch this weekend doesn't mean our work is done we still have a lot of work to do and like you said, it's just going to be, I think, obviously we can take the time to celebrate and um, celebrate that because it's exciting. But also we know that there's still business to be done. We still have to figure fit, finish out the regular season, and then we can look towards the tournament.
2: But, and also, I feel like uh, this team has done a really good job of this this season, celebrating all the little victories along the way, right? Because, yeah, at this point you expect to make the tournament being 8-1, mm-hmm. right? It would be hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, But you still you can't just say, okay yeah, we clinched like that's that's cool Mm -hmm. Uh, and move on with your life, because then when it's all done and you look back on it, you want to you want to be able to like look back on those like happy memories and those moments. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So like talk about that a little bit, like how how important is it when you're having a winning season like this? Like, yeah, your eyes on the prize at the Mm -hmm. end of the season but you've got to celebrate all the victories along yeah. the way.
5: Yeah, no, that's huge. I mean, at the end of the day, just it's as simple as basketball is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we have to celebrate the little things, the things that we do right. Obviously, you can use um, things that you need to improve upon as learning lessons, but it's really important to remember to celebrate the good things, the little things. We always talk about making sure even the shot, if the shot doesn't go in, if it's a good shot, we celebrate that. So it's going to be really important to make sure, yes, we're staying focused and eyes on the prize but. Along the journey, making sure we're celebrating those those little things and making sure that we still have a positive outlook on the rest of our season too.
2: Yeah, I feel like uh, I don't know. Just throwing some ideas out there. Maybe uh, maybe we win Friday night. And you guys go over all the students and the fans and just get them gassed yeah. up and pump, <laughs> yeah. pump them up. You know, I think I think they're you know I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. I mean,
5: now that you say that, even thinking of like celebrating the little things or like having a good time. We after we we beat Yale we um they surprised us by stopping at an ice cream that's shop. Right. so yeah, I we saw that. We were able to get some ice cream. Like <laughs> right. that's awesome. What would you
2: go with? What, was, what flavors did Ooh, you? oh
5: I'm a big dulce de leche fan, and I got yeah. it in a waffle cone bowl. So it's pretty. A good. lot of you went for the waffle cone. Yeah, a lot of Hannah us. Hannah Pratt went up there
2: first. <laughs> she did. And came out with like look like four scoops in a big waffle <laughs> they, cone <laughs> bowl. They tried to go
5: crazy. I was up at the front too, but I just got. I didn't get like, I didn't go with the double scoops or uh, two different flavors. I just kind of kept it a little basic okay. with one flavor, but I, I went, had to get the waffle bowl. I
2: went two flavors, but it wasn't in a waffle combo. It was just a regular What bowl. flavors did you get? I went vanilla. Well, I, no <laughs> basic. jokes. No jokes. <laughs> basic. And, I went, and, and chocolate. I, I, no, and black. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and no, I went vanilla and black cherry. One vanilla. You don't like black cherry ice Whoa, cream. Whoa! I don't
5: think I've ever heard of that as a flavor. Oh,
2: it's a ama- very underrated flavor. Of ice cherry, cream. Oh, it's amazing. You guys, have you guys ever had yeah, black how cherry? How do y'all ice
5: feel cream? about that? I,
4: I go any route with like peanut butter in it, like okay. chocolate, vanilla, peanut butter. So. I put the
2: Reesey pieces on top of it for the peanut butter. That is butter.
5: such a weird combo, though. Yeah, like. with vanilla, the cherry. black cherry, and Reese's pieces. <laughs> what is what's going on?
2: There was chocolate sprinkles too. Oh.
5: <laughs> Whoa <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
4: We learn so much about Kyle every episode. Yeah. Listen, thing one and thing two and our guests don't, roast don't you.
2: Don't, <laughs> don't judge.
4: <laughs> we'll have to try it. Maybe we'll like do a taste black test of black cherry ice cream.
5: That if you've never had black cherry
2: me. ice cream, you should you should definitely taste test some. Is that even
5: like a common flavor? Yeah, like, can awesome. I go to the uh, store yeah. and find yeah. black cherry 100%, 100%. ice cream? I don't 100%. think so.
2: Yeah, you can 100. You can find a whole tub of it.
4: Okay, well, we're gonna bring some and do a taste test. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would be yeah. an to amazing. Okay, episode. awesome. That'd be awesome.
2: amazing. Maybe maybe at the Ivy League tournament, we'll just have all the flavors set out on the table. We'll bring them over one at a time. Blind taste test, like I love that idea. Can guess
4: it? Yeah.
5: Yeah, wow.
3: Turkey Hill has some friendlies. All right, black it's, cherry it's is a real very ice cream. popular flavor.
2: So of if ice cream I tried here. to go
5: to West Side right now, yeah, I could find a tub of black I cherry. I don't
2: actually. go to West. I don't go uh, well, to West Side Market. Don't. Right yeah. across the street. <laughs> what, Kyle? I don't live in New York City. I live here. two blocks oh, from there. Oh, I, I swear, I I'm there I every
5: single day. Yeah. See. Sorry. Oh. I live in well, Jersey. Okay, apart. what what, are, what is the shop right? Is that what you guys have out Stop, there? I go to Stop
2: and Shop. There are ShopRites out there. Never heard of it. Yeah, you know. never heard of Stop and Shop? No. You heard of Kroger's, right? I haven't heard, of right? course. You're from I'm Georgia. from the South. Yeah. Yeah. Publix, Kroger, Publix. all that. When <laughs> I lived in Spartanburg, Publix was Publix my grocery store. Publix is elite. Elite yeah. grocery was, store. Yep. Yeah. That no, actually if kinda, you're not
3: from the South, you don't know. That kind of leads to a question I always like to ask, I guess, the New York foreigners. <laughs> Your experience of New York, what you knew about it before you came here, what drew you here, and like what it's been, I guess three years through a pandemic now here this is her fourth year fourth yeah. year because she took a gap i did she should have been a senior this year okay yes. but gap, yep. back yes. home in georgia last year
5: during
1: no, the pandemic mom, or you were living
5: in my New mom York? decided to move to las vegas during the pandemic wow So i was kind of splitting my time between las vegas and staying with a friend in maryland and then for the summer wow, i was about back living in your New York. best life in
3: <laughs> yeah low-key yeah. and i
5: was working full-time i was working for pfizer all year and then in the wow. summer i was working for goldman sachs so I was making money. I was living in Vegas, and then I came back to New York, and I was living in New York for the rest of the summer. And then now I'm here for Were school. Were you
2: 21 over the summer?
5: I turned 21 in May.
2: So how was the summer in Vegas being 21? No,
5: I just missed that. So I turned wait right yeah, yeah I turned 21, 21 in May yeah but this I night, I I May. moved to New York for the summer in ah uh, yeah moved so to I spent 20 summer. my 21 my 21st birthday here in New York. So you I haven't spent-
2: been to like the Vegas casinos? No, yet. no. it's fun. I did it yeah? once. I've I heard, I've heard you
5: can't really be in Vegas more than, like, three days. No, it's probably it's, like, not a good idea. Yeah. yeah what else can you do? Lose all your money. Spend money. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you was that personal experience. No, I've actually... Like, <laughs> that one sounded like, I would, like <laughs> a hit home. <laughs> no, I've, I've only been to
4: Vegas being under 21, but, hmm. like, a couple buddies, like, and I would go to a casino, like, in Kansas, and I'm like, I don't have money to blow. Like, I could <laughs> buy, like, a pair of sneakers for this. Like, yeah. I can do so much more than... I don't. I don't see the appeal yeah, just because I've never won. So, <laughs> and I don't <laughs> until have money. you do win. I think that's what that's that's, that's what'll what get you. Yeah, so
5: gotta win first. All right, changing topics. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 go go I go go do <laughs> I don't want to
2: go too far down this road. But <laughs> no. Matt, if back we have to another York. Back to New York. Um. Let's let's talk about uh, some of the cool promotions we have coming up this weekend for the fans. Yeah, for the fans. So we've got uh, play for K night is Friday night along yep. with Barnard College night. So we're yep. gonna have all of our friends from Barnard College over there, and we've got some good Barnard representation we on do. the team now. We do. Noah, Mary, Nick. Yeah uh so you know we get to have their people in the house <laughs> they're <laughs> always invited <laughs> but, but they're always invited they're
4: but, the special invite
2: yeah yes. yeah uh so that'll be fun and play for k night is is uh, always a good cause uh and then saturday is pride night pride and then night. from two years ago pride night we played princeton for pride night two yeah. years ago and we had a pretty packed We had a pretty packed house for Pride. Yeah,
4: Pride night's a hit. Yeah. So I got to pick out outfits for both nights now. Like I can't just go my typical like wear black. Like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna. Uh, I need to pick out. We're over
5: here on the team. Like okay, Friday we got to paint our nails pink, and then for Saturday we got to go rainbow. I'm like, "Mm, I'm not really a fingernail painter, (laughs) (laughs) so maybe I'll paint my toes, but you won't be able to see them. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny.
2: But uh, play for K night obviously for a great cause. Uh, I know uh, breast cancer kind of. I feel like it hits home for almost everyone. And uh, it did for me. I need to get serious here for a second. Uh, It did for me, for my mother. She dealt with breast cancer pretty recently, but she has come through it. Uh, But Lil, I mean, do you, uh, you know, if it's okay if you don't want to talk about it, but for you or for anybody on the team, uh, has breast cancer kind of like hit home for you or affected anybody in your family?
5: Yeah, so not me personally, but we actually just, um, after practice, we were given um, some cards basically saying, I play for, insert name. So couple of the te- of my teammates obviously have people that they're playing for. So I think like you said it's really a great cause that we're playing for on Friday and it's going to be really important to you know celebrate them and um just bring awareness obviously to breast cancer.
2: Mhm. And then Pride Night on Saturday definitely ties into your whole team's allyship campaign. Also yeah. uh, that's a, that's a big night not only, you know, for Columbia and you know Columbia University just being like a great place in New York City that always like celebrates pride and, uh, you know, I feel like it's a great, it's a great school to go to uh, for, for, for lots of reasons, but especially for that reason. Um, So like, do you and the team like have anything uh, maybe planned for pride night that we don't know about?
5: Whoa. I don't know. I don't know if we have any tricks up our sleeves, but we definitely (laughs) always come prepared with the nice shooting shirts that everybody is able to see. I, I think last year we gave out shirts to like the first, I don't know how many guests. Don't know if we're doing anything like that. Rally this towels, year. I saw.
4: That. Rally Ta- towels, towels, rally I guess. towels. So hey, and
2: everybody that walks in is going to get a different color, so that when they're waving Whoa. all the rally towels in the stands, it'll Whoa. be like a rainbow. That's. In it'll awesome.
4: look like the
5: Mac loading yeah. sign, you know, like oh. the, the it like loads the rainbow, <laughs> the rainbow wheel. Yes. yes. No, yes. that's awesome. Yeah, that's should. Yeah, be. that'll be pretty cool. So, if you're listening, if you're listening, if you tell, first 1,000 fans. Come on. If you want to
2: tell. Gotta, I mean, if you're not one of the first 1,000 fans here, I don't know. Yeah, so I are fake we're, fan. Yeah. You're fake. Know, whoa. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm whoa. <just> <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Whoa. <laughs> not trying to chase our fans away <laughs> earlier. <just> <laughs> uh, but definitely should be uh should be fun should be a fun night last like, yeah. I think we're going to have a really good student turnout Saturday night I and agree. Friday night yeah but both like, nights like we I talked think. about before like we talked about before I feel like though with student groups for pride nights we're going to get some some oh, really 100%. good great I
5: think groups. it's going to be packed in we'll see oh well mm-hmm.
3: I, I i agree we've been talking about it for weeks too and i and it goes back to what we've talked about on the podcast it's just like fun basketball to watch yeah. like and it's a credit to like the coaching staff and you ladies as uh, playing i mean it, it's uh a fun product and now the atmosphere is finally going to be yes. lit up again, which I think is just going to be awesome. I really haven't seen like outside of that Delaware game. I haven't seen like a really you know.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We had a go-
2: I feel like we had a good crowd for the UMass game. Uh, so long. It was ago. right after Del. It was our first home game after Delaware because mm-hmm. we had Delaware and then we beat Marist at Marist and we came home to play UMass lau Yeah. We had a good student crowd for the UMass game, but I think it was the beginning of or would not. It hadn't started yet, but excuse me, finals were, like, coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the Monday night game was against LIU. Yeah. That was a weird game. Yeah.
5: <laughs> and also Monday night games are kind of hard. Monday
2: night games are hard for people. Yeah. 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 People, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like this is—I mean, this weekend's crowd is going to be like Delaware-esque. Yeah. I agree. It, yeah, it, like
5: I said, people are excited. It's been so long since we've had a home game where fans were allowed to come yeah. to. So, yeah.
3: and, and that juices you guys up too, right? Yeah. Like, it, especially after playing in these like weird environments where nobody is. Yeah, I mean, that, there's an extra energy it's that so comes.
5: So strange. Like other teams, they dealt with this last year. Like even though there were seasons going on, a lot of it was like no fans. So we haven't really experienced that. So going through it, it's so weird playing in an empty gym. It's like the only chatter that you hear is from your own bench or both benches. Mm -hmm. So I think, the fans get us fired up, fires Coach G up. Like, she, you can see her sometimes oh, yeah. pumping
6: yeah. them, in, oh, pumping yeah, them yeah. up. I'm <laughs> looking for a couple that. Of waves. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm no, she loves that. that. She it loves is, that energy. Uh,
2: if you got a bingo card for this weekend with things that you're randomly looking to happen, if you have mm-hmm. the Coach G pumping up the crowd, oh, yes. w- it's almost oh, a free oh, space. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. At this, at, <laughs> at this point, <laughs> it's an
3: over-under of, of how many we're getting. <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: exactly
2: but i i love it she's in i mean she's into it and she 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 said since she got here i remember the first couple uh basketball manias that we did which i don't think you two know a basketball mania is that like a midnight madness type of deal yeah similar yeah they They would bring all the student groups here i mean i feel like the highlight was always like the dance groups like our performance oh you're okay
5: (laughs) i last year it was me and i think Jay, we put together the dance, so I think we're kind of the highlight. But Okay, anyway. choreographed it? Yeah, choreographed. <laughs> nice. Have a nice little, both us and the men. Nice. We
2: but she would, she would tell fans from the beginning, from her first couple of years here, like, we're building something here. We want you to be with us. Come on Aww, our ride. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. So she's...
3: She no, well, she's well, and locked in, yeah. and, and that fires up a crowd, yeah. home crowd, more oh, than yeah. more than anything, more than oh, a big yeah. shot, more than mm-hmm. a, 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 a student athlete doing it. When the coach like gets fired up like that, 100%. it 100%. gets the whole gym yeah. into it. I'm surprised she's never gotten teed up
5: <laughs> <laughs> for that. You can get teed <laughs> up, no not, no, not for that, that. not for uh, that. She's never been that.
3: teed up in uh, her career. Yes, she has. I was gonna say that's impressive she for any I don't think it's been since I've been
5: here, but she has definitely spent about three years, first couple years, yeah.
2: I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. That's definitely
5: a great game spoke note. about. Yeah, she got teed up. up before. Yeah, she's definitely talked about being teed up. Before. I would have been there. I just don't <laughs> remember.
2: It. Maybe I just didn't see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lil. Well, I know you've got you've got a busy day. Yeah, you've got a busy day. We got, a we got uh, you got oh the dentist, the dentist <laughs> appointment. That is. uh I had to go to a dentist recently, and I'm just oh, like, oh, trauma. I hate that. Was the I have childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> like
4: I, was I like, used to
5: love the dentist, and then why? one day, one because it's like fun, and then you get some candy or a toy mm-hmm. after. Well, my until, mom had to bribe me with a oh, toy. see, after. until I started going, and they were telling me I had cavities, and then yeah. I'm, now uh-huh. I'm scarred. Yeah, <laughs> so.
3: <laughs> well, we'll let you get to the dentist. Thanks. I guys. know you're in no rush.
5: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe I'll miss it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Got to get those teeth n- nice and white for Friday and yeah, Saturday
5: night. You know, maybe I'll show up on TV. You can see yeah. my smile. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but that was uh, Lillian Kennedy from the women's basketball team, one of the junior captains. So, Lil, thanks again. Thanks again for coming
5: on. Thanks for having yeah. me, guys.
2: We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to speak to Cam Shockley Okk and Patrick Harding from the men's basketball team. Mike Kowalski is going to jump in for that. I'm going to step out. Uh, and But Aaliyah and Matt, they'll still be here. One thing one
4: and thing two.
0: They'll be here. with are the With, uh,
2: with, uh, with all the, the great questions. Yes. Yes. All right. So stick around.
0: At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code Athletic20 for 20% off your first order.
1: We all know what comes with being a fan: the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. All right, welcome back, Morningside Hoops. Joined now by Cam Shockley, Okeke, and Pat Harding, guys thanks for coming back
7: yeah thanks thanks it's good good to be back yeah thanks for
6: having us
1: yeah no problem uh pat's now a seasoned podcast regular this is his third appearance on various podcasts across this, <laughs> the season so you're feeling a little more comfortable today
6: yeah of course ready to go <laughs>
1: <laughs> and also with us today are matt Sugum and uh How are hey guys doing what's up Happy so to be here let's uh you guys start we got to start the, the, the transition of power oh here. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
4: oh, my goodness. Okay. Wow. Matt? Well, I guess, I
3: guess we'll uh, we'll start. You know, we, we have, what, uh, about two-thirds of the way through the Ivy League season. It just kind of set us up of how you guys are feeling, the ups and downs, and, and what it's been like kind of getting it through the basketball season.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's been good. You know, we've uh, had a couple good games, good amount of good games throughout the Ivy League season. Uh, we got, what, four games left. So we're excited for those. We got back-to-back this weekend against Dartmouth and Harvard, so we're looking forward to that and making sure we have some good practices leading up to that.
3: What's it been like as a veteran guy dealing with the whole COVID scheduling and all the stuff that's kind of come along with it? Like you're used to playing these back-to-back Ivy League games and now you've had these like Wednesday night, Monday night games in the middle of classes where I'm sure teachers are don't really need to hear about you going to, to, to games and stuff. So what's it been like trying to balance, you know, the new schedule and the new world that you're in.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's been different. I mean, we knew it would be different coming in just because this was the first season that we wouldn't have back-to-back games as often. So we knew uh, we'd have more time uh, potentially to prepare for games because we usually only have one a week. So uh, we just knew to be aware and just be ready for the different Ivy League season we'd have this season.
4: Um, I guess I just want to kind of touch on the Yale game. I really, really liked what I saw from some of the younger players, such as Jaden and um, Noah. So what did you like out of the younger guys out of this last uh, week of games?
6: Yeah, I know they've definitely come a long way from the beginning of the year, and I was super happy to see both of them play well. Um, they both shot the ball extremely well and the shows. Like, over time, they were ready to go. They worked hard every practice, and then when it was their time to go and shine in front of all those fans, our first game back with the uh, people uh, – it was awesome to see that, and I was very proud of them. It was it was really cool.
7: Yeah, it's been great. Um, You know, a lot of, we have a couple injuries, so we've had other guys, younger guys, step up, and it's been great to see that all the hard work they've been putting in in practice and just making everybody compete every day um, allowed them to play well in the game, and, you know, it looks like they're having fun out there. We're all having fun, so it's been good.
1: Yeah, I was saying after the Cornell game, and I think it's a little bit evident after Yale, and it's tough to keep saying this after seeing, you know, you, you see a box score and the score on the website and everything, but you're starting to see the younger guys start to turn that corner. There's a little bit more decisiveness. Do you guys see that as as well?
7: Oh, definitely. I mean, like, it's hard to see that, like you said, from looking at the scores of the games. But if you watch the games and see how guys are making, like, certain decisions, making certain reads, and playing together, just figuring out how to play this level of basketball, you can see the improvement.
1: And then, Pat, I wanted to jump on something you said. What was it like having fans back? Like, you know, we had we had the pass list for about a month, and – getting you know the students involved and you know, what was it like uh kind of did it feel like almost normal again
6: yeah it was definitely nice it was uh to have some energy that wasn't just our parents or close friends um but it was awesome to see that many students like come and uh support the team on a saturday it was um it was great it was uh finally somewhat back to normal um for the first time in like two years so
3: yeah i was gonna ask you guys what, what's it you're both juniors right so the, the the COVID hit. I guess that was what the end of your freshman year. Yeah, you guys, freshman spring. So what's yeah? What's this whole two-year kind of run-up been like? And now to like you just said to kind of finally be back to some sense of normalcy.
7: You know, it's it's been it's been very different. You know, like we didn't expect this to happen. What my freshman year, so it's kind of been taking everything with the grain of salt, just adjusting to like the new situations. We knew at the end of the year that we might not have any games with uh, fans in them, so it was great that. We had this game this past uh, Saturday, and that we'll get another one for um, Senior Day when we play Cornell. So it's just good to have that energy because it definitely makes a difference, and it's a lot more fun to fight, play in front of people.
4: What's it been like to go from being the young guys, to then out of nowhere you have all these young guys that look to you for guidance and leadership? What has that transition been like?
6: Oh, that's all right. I don't. I think it's just good to set an example um, of how things we have what nine guys have never played a college basketball season before right. um and i think when you're in it and take every day like like it's super important it's it's really it's not in the long run because you you play 30 games or whatever it is so one day is not going to define your season and um i think that we've shown a lot of improvement over this this time is you know everyone's so young and excited to to get to work every day yeah,
7: Pat, Pat's one of the older guys, if not the oldest kid on the team. So, he, he's always been old. So, he's always had that leadership quality. So, um, he's always been, like, a good leader in, like, letting everybody know what they have to do, what the standard is for the team, you know. It's funny because, like, the last time I played uh, college ball before this year was my freshman year. Right. I was a freshman back then. And especially at the beginning of the year, there are certain times I forget, like, I'm one of the upperclassmen now, you know. I kind of have to, like, step up and lead sometimes. I'd, like, take a back seat because I'm thinking I'm still, like, a freshman or sophomore.
3: So Well, it's it was really... out of nowhere. You had no sophomore. Exactly. Years, right? You right? literally went from the end of sophomore, the end of freshman year, and then you come back, and now you have a, a class of freshmen and sophomore looking at you like the the veteran leadership. Exactly. And you're like, oh, wait, I didn't even get to finish my young pup <laughs> training.
7: <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, that, that's part of it. That's just some of the obstacles that I feel like. Uh, that's something we just had to adjust to. And I felt I've done a solid job adjusting to it and being a leader for this team.
1: Cam, I just wanted to touch a little bit more on you because, you know, your role kind of increased throughout the season. And what's it been like now you're kind of on people's scouting reports with your elevated role. What kind of adjustments have you had to make these last handful of games after your, your like, 19-point performances against Penn and Harvard? Well, yeah. Let me
6: say something real quick on that, that point. No one works harder than this guy. And then uh, throughout the whole fall, he was probably one of the better players. And when we played pickup, of course, he was – probably my first pick every game and he works uh (laughs) he would run laps around everybody else on the team for how hard he works and it's it's super impressive to see that pay off and yeah now he can speak to it I just wanted to let everybody know I appreciate that bro that's so sweet
7: yeah I mean of course like we all work hard it's a lot of hard work just to prepare and be ready for that moment you know you never know when your time's going to come when your team needs you to produce and I mean now that I'm starting and getting a lot more minutes and I'm on guy scouting reports. I have to do even more homework on how they're going to guard me, how I can get myself open, get my teammates open, and kind of use that to our advantage.
1: Um, I mean, I, I can kind of echo what Pat said because, Cam, I mean, I saw you in the spring and you look like almost like a different person. Like, you know, you came in as a freshman and I was like, oh, he's, he's grown up now. Like, he's, he's ready for this. <laughs> so, like, I kind of want to just – throw that out there is like, you know, like I said, we just ran into each other on the street in the spring. I was like, wow, it's Cam. (laughs) It's like they were the first person on a team I saw in like over a year. So, uh, yeah, you can definitely see that. So on to Pat. Uh, you're leading the conference in rebounding. So, oh, nice. it's um, <laughs> not, not even surprising. <laughs> so I'm just curious about your process. I mean, are you like the Dennis Rodman type where you're Stop. Dennis angles? Rodman is my favorite NBA player of all time. <laughs> well, you know, but he had like a process. Like he would watch guys shoot and know where the ball is going to go. Like, you know, it might not be that intense, but do you look at those sort of things or is it just something you kind of have a knack for?
6: Well, all you have to do is just grab the ball. That's the <laughs> one. But um, – I'm probably the most unathletic kid in college basketball. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's pretty straightforward. Like, for example, we'll take Zay. He shoots the ball like a line drive. Yeah. So it's either going to come back right toward him or it's going to – like, you know, the, his miss is most likely going to be short. So then you kind of, like, put yourself in that best position to get the ball. Um, and that kind of develops over the year. And everybody shoots the ball differently. Noah shoots the ball really high. Probably be a longer rebound. So, you know, it's not um, – It's not rocket science, but it's the only way to do it when I barely barely can get off the ground. So
4: for the other team then, do you look at that in film then, or do you just kind of like feel out the game and see how they're shooting during the game?
6: I think that's just easier because we're already in front of them, so you Mm -hmm. just got to put yourself – I just do generalizations. If you shoot the ball from the corner, it's probably going to miss opposite. So most of the time I'll just go to that opposite block and just wait. And then if I'm unlucky, I'm unlucky. Just keep it going. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I don't really look at the other team as as much, just – for offensive rebounding, it's easy because we go to practice every day and you just right. kind of mm-hmm. pick up on that stuff. And like
1: you said, when you're defense, it's just kind of about just boxing out your, your assignment. Yeah. So. Positioning, too. Yeah, well, Pat, yeah.
7: Pat's really good at it. He, he always knows where the ball – it seems like he always knows where the ball is going to be. He does a good job positioning himself early. So, when the ball does come off the rim, it seems like Pat's always, like, where the ball is going to drop. So, definitely helps
3: out. Uh, if you really want to nerd out on basketball, like you can talk about, like how the three-point shot and how that's changed rebound in the game because of like how the ball comes off the rim from three-pointers versus stuff, but we won't get into that. I, I do. <laughs> it's I, another I do podcast. Have, yeah, it's a whole other <laughs> podcast. I do have some big man questions if you don't mind. That might seem a little weird, but I'm only like 5'10, 5'11", and I, I love Columbia's campus and walking around and stuff. But like these are like old, archaic buildings, even some of the chairs and stuff. So I'm just yeah. wondering, like, what life around campus is like as a six nine guy, 6'8", six, eight, six, eight, six, yeah. Six, eight, yeah something do you even like fit that. into
6: your dorm the, room bed? Like what? Well, I got <laughs> I, like, a bigger bed this okay, year. Okay, they gave you the extra long. It should. <laughs> you should never take a class in pupin. Those those okay, seats are there. that in Hamilton. Oh my God, no. That's what
3: I'm in now. I'm in Hamilton, and I'm oh. like I can barely fit in the chair so i
6: can imagine i took a class with uh um, ben and hamilton earlier in the year and if he was like ahead of me i'd make sure he got there early to get me an seat because you cannot <laughs> sit anywhere in those desks it's not not fun it's not uncomfortable for anybody either it's not just me yeah, I, I feel think, like it's just every- think they make it comfortable yeah, no, yeah. that's the goal anyway <laughs> yeah They're
1: trying to keep you awake exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean the other part of that too is like this year we hadn't we didn't have any Plane trips, but I always I find the art of trying to oh, get yeah. the, the exit row seat. Yeah, like do you have a do you have a technique that you want to share, or you, you want to keep that under oh, wraps? Oh, I, I know
6: I've never done it, but I know you can like call ahead and tell them. Yeah. But I used to play. We had a seven three kid on my team, and it was me, um, a six eleven, a seven foot seven three kid, all in the same row. Oh my god! And gosh. we flew to we flew to Seattle, <laughs> and I was. Oh my god, I was pissed. I was trying <laughs> to trade people, but no one wants to sit in yeah, between. No, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and I was a young freshman at the time, so no one was no one was giving me anything. But that was that was funny. So,
1: no, uh, real quick on that, you know, my time here. There's been a couple guys that have been really good at it at the gate, and the two like the guys. Well, one in particular, Corey Sikowski. You, you guys probably don't even remember. He was here in the middle of my. He was here for the start of my tenure here. He was always really good, really nice to the attendants and everything, and always seemed to get a spot. The worst, Alex Rosenberg. I'm sorry, Alex, if you're listening. He just had no, like, he was just like. Not a schmoozer. No, he was just like to the point, he's like, look at me. I'm 6'7". I can't sit in this regular seat. And they'd be like, we don't care, man. (laughs) I love you, Alex. It's okay. I'm just.
4: (laughs) No, I actually. So back when I was at Wichita State, I got to talk to Taco Fall, and I was like, I was just like, so like, what do you do when you travel here? And he's like, oh, they rent a whole row for him. Nice. Like, and he literally just like sits sideways and like puts his feet out. It's the
1: craziest <laughs> and thing. The, uh, did the uh, flight attendants give him a hard time when he wasn't sitting straight um, during takeoff honestly, of land?
4: Honestly, no. He says he like puts it down, then as soon as like they walk away, he puts puts his legs <laughs> back up.
3: So. Well, it's even like the little things of like, I'm sure It's not just the squash court doorways that are like way too tiny in some of these buildings and subways, <laughs> man. You gotta you gotta bend your head and yeah. you like you know you get taken out.
4: No, i like the videos um i don't know if you guys have TikTok, but it's like oh my life is like a six foot like 10 guy and it like he like basically has the camera all the way up here and he'll just like document his life and it's so crazy to see like what it looks like from up there
7: I'm just looking over everybody just seeing the tops of everyone's yeah, heads yeah, <laughs> yeah
5: crazy
1: so i guess all right let's turn it back to the current team um a couple more weeks left in the regular three weeks left in the regular season um, what are you trying to accomplish these last handful of games to kind of get some momentum going into next season?
7: Yeah, I mean, we're trying to have continue like the good string of practices we've had and just make sure that we end on a positive note and that the things we finish with this year carry on into next year. You know, we have a young team, so we're going to get a lot of guys back for the following season, and we're just making sure that we start building uh what we want to do for the following year and not to disregard anything from this year but also yeah. finish well this year as well
6: yeah yeah no i agree just keep stringing together practices and working hard and improving individually and as a team um go out steal some of these games and get some momentum going into the to next year
3: do, do you guys look at the women's program as like a, a blueprint in the sense of like you can be a young team one year that has some lumps and then kind of slowly start to make your progress and you know breakthrough in, in really just a matter of a couple of years
7: oh yeah 100 percent. you know they've they've had a great season this year and they're going to continue doing well and they have incredible amount of talent and we have a lot of talent on our team too so it just shows that with hard work and just execution everybody be on the same page that it's possible
3: health as well too i think that's been like it a major factor yeah. for yeah. <laughs> you guys. those different lineups every we've talked about that yeah, every I mean, night is not going to help uh kind of get a chemistry and a flow together
6: yes i agree yeah i
1: mean and it's not just one type of injury you can't pinpoint it it's not like you know some people want to be like oh what's going on there with all these injuries it's like you know it's a it's a shoulder thing or it's like a a post-covid thing or you know it's all been just kind of different things kind of piling up and it's, it's been pretty strange i mean i think we're one of the most there was actually a question that sent to the uh NCAA is about games missed, and I think we're in the top five in the country of, of games missed. Not a That's top season. five category you want to be in. in. <laughs> but again, you know, just kind of having that information and just, you know, the, the luck factor, I guess, you kind of need some things to go your way as well. You know, having a couple of those guys might be the difference in a handful of these games. Definitely, yeah.
7: definitely. It just helps build that chemistry too. If you have your whole team with you, everyone's healthy. That means more practices together, more games together. It helps out.
1: Wow. Yeah, I wanted to touch on something uh, with Pat. One of your earlier media availabilities, like early in the season, you talked about um, kind of always wanting to play at Columbia. So talk about that and, you know, what it meant to, you know, give us some background on why you said that.
6: Um, my junior year of high school, I, uh, I took a visit here. I was kind of being recruited by like similar level schools. Uh, ended up going to Bryant, um, obviously, but I came and took a visit. It was raining out. And I was, we were barely able to walk around the campus. I think we walked like from Dodge to like one sixteen, where I was parked. And you know, just being around, it, it was it gave me like a special vibe. I was like, this is kind of where I want to want to end up. Didn't happen, and then somehow I miraculously made my way back. Um, but yeah, it just gave me a cool energy, and it was um, it drew me here. I don't know what it was exactly, but that like walk of the two blocks, like just being on campus, it was like oh, this, this is a special place to go to school.
1: It's it's funny because like. I feel like everybody has that college story. It's like, you, you just kind of know when you walk onto that campus that it's, it's kind of for you. And it's, it's crazy that, you know, people that are so different all have that same feeling. It all comes down to that. I know it was like that for me when I was stepped on college, I mean, for you yeah. too, I'm sure. And Cam, I'm sure it's kind of the same. So like it's just hearing that it's just, I don't know, every time you do, it doesn't get old seeing that. Cause you know that everybody can relate to that. You know what I mean? Exactly. It kind of brings you together. I literally
4: come to campus and walk laps because I've actually wanted to go here since I was ten. I don't think I've ever told this story, but I need to uh, tell Coach G because when I was ten, I, I played basketball my whole life, and my aunt was like, "Hey, like I know like you're from New York, or, like you love the city, and you love your nerd. You know, you love school and you love basketball. Like you should check out this school." So I wanted to go here since I was ten. So I'll literally like come walk around campus like eight times a day just because I'm bored and want to be on <laughs> campus. So. I definitely feel
7: you on
3: that Well, and I will say there's something about, you know, one, it being in the city, right? And there's, like, the crazy hustle and bustle of the city. But when you walk down one sixteenth and through, like, College Walk there, like, every day when I walk through there, just especially now that they got that tent out of there that was (laughs) an eyesore. It's, like, it's just, like, an idyllic, like,
1: beautiful-looking campus. Soon they're just going to be setting up for commencement. Like, that's going to be coming, like, in a month. They're going to be setting all that stuff, (laughs) too. That's, like, a whole – that's, like, two months of – you know, building stuff up and all that stuff too. So you just got rid of one thing and you're going to add others. (laughs) There's
7: always something going on, but it is nice that like when you're in the middle of campus, you can't tell that you're in the city. Yeah. But at the same time, when you step out, you can get anywhere you want in New York City. Yeah.
3: That's probably my favorite part of this whole place. Definitely.
1: So last thing, I mean, Cam, you're the only one here with us today that's been on this trip what are keys to kind of getting through the long bus ride of the Dartmouth Harvard trip that's coming up this weekend honestly <laughs> like,
7: my least favorite trip was the Cornell one
1: yeah but it's only like one game you're not doing it that's back, true you know what I mean that's like, true. it's it's extra hours on the bus Netflix think.
7: man Netflix. I'm trying to remember what I did my freshman year I thought I was probably doing homework yeah. to be honest but uh we get to leave like the day before so we're leaving Thursday night so it's not like we have to do that travel and play the same day so we might might just get some rest, watch a little film, and then just kick it in the hotel, prepare for the game. It's not not the worst thing. It's that trip from, I'm guessing Boston to uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, might be a little and little taxing. New Hampshire same. home. And like then you, you, if you're gonna do a, it,
1: you like having the Dartmouth trip first, because then definitely.
7: you're always coming back. When you're coming back. Him,
4: How do you guys pass time on the bus? Like, what do you what do you watch or
6: listen to? The reality TV and movies. Reality TV. Which I love show? the road trips. Uh, when I was younger, I did a lot of the Real Housewives, but now I'm, I I got into like... I would out.
3: not have picked that one.
6: Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I love the bus. I never complain. I'm good. Put me on the bus. I can catch up on all my shows. Cause I don't like reading on the bus or anything, so it's my excuse to not do anything for six hours. I love that. And I catch up on whatever I need to catch up on.
3: What's your favorite Real Housewives? New it, Jersey? It, California? It w- or I don't even know all the... All it the was
6: ones. Beverly Hills, but I feel like Beverly the Hills. the core group is... They're, It's all about, like, who makes the most drama now. I don't like it as much anymore, but I have to keep up with what my mom's watching.
7: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for me, um, let's see. I mean, honestly, I'll catch up on some sleep, but if I'm not too tired, I might, like, honestly, I'll freestyle with some of my teammates sometimes, you know. Sometimes we do that. Uh, Pat, unfortunately, hasn't joined us yet. Maybe we can Um, get him on this trip. You
3: have to. Take Take him away from
7: his uh, reality TV for a couple (laughs) minutes, but – uh, yeah, that's that's something to do to pass the
3: time. All right. Anything else? Well, I was gonna say, uh, you went to Philip Exeter Academy, so is it is this a home-ish kind of game for you? You're gonna have family and friends come out out to this trip, or is Norwalk, Connecticut, not anywhere? Or so close Norwalk, to- just because yeah. I was only at
7: um Exeter for a year, okay. so I have some. They might come to the Boston, Boston game actually. Game. That one's a little bit closer, but. Yeah, I mean, I have some family and friends around the, all those I areas. Mean, so
1: You guys are both from Connecticut. Did you play against each other growing up?
6: I had no idea who Cam was until about a year and a half ago. <laughs> I knew <laughs>
7: about him when I was, like, a freshman in high school. He was, he was a big shot back in Connecticut. <laughs> so. I
6: thought it was funny because he never went to school in Connecticut. So everyone was like, "You uh, went to a school in um, New York, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. everyone was like, oh, you have a teammate from Norwalk. I was like, what? I feel like I should know about this. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no. I said we were going to hang out this summer a lot. Back in <laughs> They'll, have to,
1: so. They'll have to tell us about your summer plans next season.
6: Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, guys. Good luck this weekend. Thanks for taking some time. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, I want to thank Cam and Pat once again for coming on, uh, for Aliyah Funshell and Matt Sugum. I'm Mike Kowalski. Thanks for listening to Morningside Hoops. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Make sure you catch the women's games at home uh, Friday night against harvard 7 p.m start at Schiller court at levy and gymnasium sat- saturday february 19th against dartmouth 5 p.m start get your tickets by visiting go slash tickets men are away like we talked about with these guys so they're they're going to be at harvard friday at dartmouth on saturday both 7 p.m starts so catch those on espn plus thanks for listening make sure you subscribe to columbia athletics wherever you get your podcasts we'll talk to you next week